Um, so I can choose any of these. Wait, any of these? We can choose anything from the whole fleet? That's right. Since you guys are actually Avis preferred, you get to select your vehicle. This is awkward. I don't really know anything about cars. I guess something that moves? (laughs) All of these cars are of course capable of driving and even include some really excellent features such as cruise control to boot. Awesome. Cruise control is useful to me when I don't want to get off my lazy ass to push down on the pedal. (laughs) I think you guys are going to love our fleet. What are you guys going to do with the car anyway? Going anywhere special? Oh, nowhere really. Just picking someone up. That's great. Yes. The person we're picking up has actually been in a fair number of movies and television programs. But he's really chill. Yeah, he he almost seems like a guy you could just find walking on the street. Wow, I'm really happy for you guys. Well, you seem to have quite an adventure cut out for you. So all you have to do is choose your car, full size or below, sign here, and the keys will be in the vehicle. Oh, this one's fire. Oh, damn. This vehicle just went there. It's legitimate. This vehicle is sending me. Nah, we can do better than a Ford Fusion. What about this Altima? What, uh, behind the Dodge Charger? Yes. Nissan's a great company and provides excellent roadside assistance in case we encounter any obstacles. Wait, wait, wait. Jay, do you see what I'm seeing? Maybe. I spy with my little eye. A mid-sized car with a newly redesigned front fascia, a comfortable interior, and ingenious technology at our fingertips. I think I spy something blue that fits the bill. Getting warm. Now, Jay, does the name of the car remind you of a certain beachside utopia frequented by rich and famous people we look up to? Yes. It's an easy breezy city in the western United States. Of course, I'm referring to this 2019 blue Chevy Malibu. This ought to be fun to drive. (laughs) Johnny. What the fuck? Wanting to drive and then calling shotgun? Is your lazy ass really going to take up two damn seats? (laughs) What the hell am I going to do? Stick my head out of the moonroof with a thumb up my ass? Hey, I forgot to get this from you earlier. I'll need the ID and insurance of the primary driver. Oh, uh, uh, oh, here you go. go. (laughs) Wow, maybe you guys need to sort this out. When guys have trouble with this sort of thing, we usually recommend using a bit of logic. Let me ask you this. Which of you enjoys driving more? I love driving in the open road and have more experience than Matthew driving full-sized vehicles. Going for a drive to clear my head when I'm feeling blue is something I enjoy, but I really don't like driving normally. Jay, you can drive. But I get to pick the songs on the radio. Deal. All right, boys. Have a great time. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Oh, and say hi to your famous friend for me. Actually, you know what? 
If you return the car with an autograph, don't even worry about filling up to three quarters tank. Actually, you know what? You rock. Peace, Avis. Let's go, Maddie. Come on. So, Mr. DJ, are you going to put any songs on? Or? I'm bored. I'm pretty much always listening to music, and road trips are definitely no exception to this. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'll turn on the radio. Let me see. Oh, <laughs> what does this button do? Yeah, that ain't the radio. It makes a noise. You gotta give it that. Come on, play some real music. Alright, uh, let's try this. There we go. Turn it up, dude. Uh, no, wait, maybe there's something better. This song seems good. Let's keep it on this. Lost a few followers. Yeah, me too. I guess my humor isn't really for everyone. Oh, uh, damn, I gotta pee. Yeah, me too. Um, but, aw, oh, damn. We just passed a Chevron, so horse is gonna be another 30 miles until the next one. Might as well get comfortable. So... Since we're already on the road, do you want to go down memory road or, or lane with me yeah okay uh, veering left into memory lane <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> Jay uh, do you remember when we first met yeah but not that well luckily we have audio of it so it's all good should we listen to it it's better than that top 40 crap they got playing on the radio nowadays anyway well, pop in the CD. Can you do it though? I'm driving. Sure. Hello. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing fine today. How is your day going? It's going. Anything cool planned coming up? Yes, I do have something cool planned coming up. I'm going to a party. A party? When are you going to a party? I'm going to a party on Tuesday. Will there be food at the party? 
Yes, there will be sandwiches, chips, and bottles of water. Great. Uh, where were you born? I was born in a big city. What do your parents do? They are screenwriters. But they are divorced. Me too. My parents are screenwriters and they are divorced. Do you have a dog or a cat? Yes. I have one dog and two cats. They are <laughs> very cute. Excellent. Do you have any brothers and sisters? I have no sisters and no brothers, but I want a brother. Do you think brothers are fun? Yes. My friend has a brother and looks forward to coming home to his brother. That's outstanding. I have one younger sister. She lives in my house. What do you do with your sister? My sister and I like to joke around with each other. We like to pretend we are angry for fun. You like to pretend you are angry for fun? That is certainly interesting. How long do you joke around like this? We joke around for 10 minutes. I look forward to getting to know you better. Likewise. Very nice to meet you. Damn, that was cringe AF. That was before we finished our bachelor's degrees and grew into the young men we are today. Hey, Matthew, um, isn't it weird how when we're driving, no one really talks about this, but how weird is it that the whole time we're driving, like, the shifter is being Mr. Obvious, you know? It's set to drive, as if we didn't already know? <laughs> the shifter is insane. <laughs> It also has the ability to say, reverse, or even neutral, like, neutral, the latter of which is oddly reminiscent of Switzerland. And of course, there's always park, the most stubborn of the settings. Park is like a mule. And the only thing more- Yeah, like, the only thing more obstinate than park is when park comes through with its little buddy. Emergency break. Hey, what is this thing that says sport mode? Well, let me answer that with a question. Jay, are, are you Tiger Woods? Are you Babe Ruth? I guess those are two questions. No. So don't touch that button. Sport mode. What is that? Suddenly you're going to tell me what Michael Jordan or Serena Williams are suddenly going to start waltzing into this vehicle? I never enjoyed team sports, really. I always liked swimming or sort of one-on-one games. But I was never one for teams, really. I never played golf, though. Golf isn't even a sport, anyway. It's a glorified walk in the park. It's just a game. Yeah, you spend half the time just driving in a golf cart and drinking beer. That, that to me is not a sport. (laughs) I feel like I'm going to start passing out. 
or passing away. If a crash occurs due to passing out, then we'll both be long gone. I'm not ready to die yet. I still want to interview Tim Heidecker for this episode. Alright. Yeah, let's try and survive then. <laughs> Maybe we can pull over for a glass of coffee or something. Should we stop at the 76? Nah, I don't really trust them. The only thing they're good for is making those obnoxious orange balls. Yeah. You need to get to a Chevron stat. Yeah, Chevron. Let's go. Are we there yet? 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 Hey, patience is a virtue. You're acting like Dennis the Menace when he forgot his meds. But yes, we're pulling up to the Chevron right now. Holy shit. I, I just realized not only are we going to Chevron, but we're going to Chevron in a damn Chevy. <laughs> they should give us a discount. Or at least make the coffee a lighter roast for us. You actually taught me that, Matthew. It's... It's counterintuitive, but lighter roasts actually have more caffeine. Okay, hold up, check it out. Jay, this isn't just a Chevron. This is a Chevron with Tecron. Oh, come on. You don't actually believe Tecron is a thing, right? It's just a marketing ploy to fool people with no brains. And I'll just move this little shifter to park. Parking setting activated. Yeah, I know Tekron is just a gimmick, but come on, it's fun to go along with the fantasy. Yeah, I guess there's something intriguing about it. Tekron, it's almost like something out of a science fiction novel. Um, I'll have two black coffees. The yeah, the lightest roast you got is, yeah, my, my boy and I are fucking exhausted, so light roast. Yeah, I mean, it, we're definitely tired. If you can't already tell by the bags under our eyes, <laughs> from the look of us, you might be convinced that the old zombie flick 28 Days Later is a freaking documentary. Yeah, I'm tired too. I'm so tired nodding. I noggin in and out of consciousness. I look like a headbanger at a rock show. Let's get these almond croissants for Tim as well. Oh, seven dollars in all? Sounds good. Yes, I'll take it. Thank you. Alright, yeah, no, I'll get you for gas later. Should we walk back to the car now? Sure. Let's go. It's good to be back on the road again. <laughs> Damn, this Chevron coffee's hitting the spot right now. It's certainly more than the sum of its parts. Damn, I just can't wait to get to the airport already and scoop up Tim Heidecker and pick his brain. Nice of him to fly in at a moment's notice because uh, our irresponsible asses forgot to ask someone to be on this week's app. 
Oh, whoa, look. Yeah, no, I guess we just passed the world's largest ball of yarn a couple exits ago. Can we just go back and check it out? World's largest ball of yarn? I'm not interested in small balls of yarn, so now you think a big one is going to capture my interest? Jeez, please. I have better things to do with my time. I'm a busy guy, okay? Come on. It might provide an interesting anecdote to talk to Tim about, and I don't know, maybe it can even go in the pod. Come on, Jay, we're almost there. Let's, let's just get Tim. We're here! Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yes. Uh, first off, Jay, I want to say incredible driving. But yeah, I'm, I'm thinking what you're thinking, I, I think. There was no roadkill along the way. For he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly good fellow, which nobody can deny. The reason why there was no roadkill is, once the governor established borders by the highway, animals have really been respecting them and the benefits include no roadkill. I think I see a living animal by the side of the road. I think I see Tim. You know, Jay, humans are animals. Tim! 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 Get over here! Dude! Tim, we're over here, dude! Tim! We're in the blue Malibu, right by the curb! It's locked! Here, uh, try now. No, it's still locked. Uh, you have to wait for us to press the button, uh, then you open the door. Fucking Tim Heidecker, my man! It's great to see you! Hey, Tim. How's it hanging? Uh, did you talk to any interesting guys on the plane? How's it hanging? This whole travel situation has been a disaster so far. Not really sure why I needed to fly in to be on this podcast. Yeah, no, I'm really sorry we insisted so much. Um, it's kind of a funny story. We have this um, credit card. It links to... It's called a True Blue Sky Miles program, I believe. But um, I don't know. It just seemed like the right opportunity to kind of use our points for this. What exactly about the travel situation wore you down so much? Well, it was nine hours, and much of it was dominated by turbulence. And the whole time I was insanely thirsty. But because of the turbulence, none of the flight attendants got off their ass to serve me even a thimbleful of water. The person sitting next to me, if person is even the right word for this subhuman bastard, kept manspreading directly into my laptop. I was trying to organize the office hours Google Sheets to get everything settled, but I kept making typos because of the bastard's knee. Oh, fuck. Shit, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, sure, typos can bring us down sometimes, but... I don't know. On the flip side, some of them can be outrageously funny. Uh, maybe it's just me, but... Okay, so one time I saw this McDonald's menu, and it was advertising... I'm not kidding. It said it was supposed to be advertising Angus beef. A-N-G-U-S beef. But some poor unfortunate soul... Uh, must have made a typo, and the result was advertising, and I quote, anus beef, so you just can't make this stuff up. That poor soul must have been on crack. But hey, Tim, maybe maybe instead of seeing these typos as interrupting your workflow, maybe you can take, uh, I don't know, inspiration and 
use them for some of your comedy, like in your sketches or stand-up. Nah, that's not my style of humor at all. But let me guess, next time you're going to expect me to find a bright side to TSA stopping me. Oh no, TSA stopped you, Tim? Ah, shit. Um, it's actually kind of a funny story. Um, last time I went to the airport, the TSA ended up grabbing my nether regions uh, faster than Usain Bolt on meth. They wouldn't let me through because of a new cobalt chrome rod that was recently implanted in my leg. I have a congenital defect, so some bones missing, but this rod has been really useful. The defect has never really caused me any problems, except ironically when I'm at the airport. Damn! Did they give you one of those pervy, full-body cavity searches? Or did you get someone chill? They made me roll up my pant leg all the way above my knee in front of everyone. This embarrassed me to no end. Like, I know I seem like this funny guy who does comedy sketches and stand-up, but I do that stuff because I'm the one who gets to control the weird crap. And I do it to tackle some of my fears, like my calves being exposed. And it doesn't help that I blush easily. Plus, once I realize I'm blushing, that's extra mortifying because then I start blushing even more. So I start looking like Dorothy's red slippers. Wait, uh, can you actually say that again? I think the mic just cut out. It doesn't help that I blush easily. Plus, once I realize that I'm blushing, Wait, what the, you're recording? Uh, yeah. You never know what funny shit you might say once you get in the car. The hell, guys? Turn that shit off. Fucking bullshit. Timeless creative's my ass. You gotta tell a bro when you're recording, dude. You can't just start recording when you don't even tell people you're recording. Timeless creative's my ass. Dude, turn this shit off. Are you fucking kidding me? This is bullshit. Fuckers. Timeless Creative's my ass. The hell, guys? You can't just start recording when you don't even tell people you're recording. That's... Timeless Creative's my ass. Hey, Tim, right this way. Uh, by the way, would you like a, a, a coffee, a almond croissant? Oh, sure, thanks. Um, I like my coffee with two creams and two sugars. Okay, coming right up, Tim. All right, let's just get into it. Um, Tim and Eric, how the hell did you guys meet? Well, I met Wareheim, a, a native of Audubon, more than 20 years ago when we were rebel film students at Temple University. So how'd we meet? Well, I saw this jolly-looking fellow about my age sitting in the back of this class. He was casting paper airplanes at our teacher and doodling all these Cinco products, which I found outrageous. Some of the stuff was pretty dark. And I have a dark sense of humor, too, so we bonded right off the bat. Wait, uh, can we just go back? Uh, I, I noticed you mentioned the word Cinco. I remember that. <laughs> um, hey, Tim, check this out. Uh, spaghetti! <laughs> wait. <laughs> spaghetti! <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait, one more time. Uh, spaghetti! <clears throat> spaghetti! <laughs> <laughs> you guys are too fun. Tim and Eric, awesome show. Great job. <laughs> beef, beef, beaver boys. Beef, beef, beaver boys. Shrimp. And white wine. <laughs> That's hilarious. You guys really got the show. Of course we got the show. You're a major influence on us, along with Bill Burr and John Cleese. I always liked Tim and Eric more than Cleese and Burr anyway. 
Sometimes when Jay and I are coming up with our ideas, we actually like to call ourselves Tim and Eric. I mean, sort of as a joke, but sometimes it actually gets the ideas flowing. That's outstanding. I think the best art is the kind that's clearly inspired by another more established artist. Right on, brothers. So, um, how'd you decide on uh, Tim and Eric? Bit of a random choice. Well, it's a funny story, actually. Sophomore year, we actually went by Eric and Tim for a couple months. We took the act on the road and were actually received quite well at Penn State. But the act had its limits, and we realized we actually had to turn a profit with our comedy. That's when we found out about focus groups. Oh, oh, cool. Uh, I've actually been meaning to get involved with those. So uh, they're pretty helpful? Yup. The focus group basically told us we should make sort of nightmarish, like public access, weird editing style videos. They said the show should feature surreal and often satirical humor, public access, television style musical acts, uh, bizarre faux commercials with a unique editing and special effects style by Doug Lusenhop, you know, to make the show appear camp. Obviously, this is a dumb question, but um, how'd that work out for you? (laughs) Jay, we know how it worked out. The show kept getting renewed. But the most essential advice they gave us, the real make or break thing the focus group said was, switch the damn names. (laughs) From that moment on, we did a 180 on Eric and Tim and reaped the benefits. Now I'm actually able to support a family off it. That's awesome. When I was a little boy, I always figured I'd want to get married. But when I saw one of my major comedy influences was married and had children, Kind of seemed like a no-brainer. It was confirmed. I could get married and still keep my edge and sense of humor. Tim, I I saw you, child in tow, still making us laugh, and that's been huge for my life. I'm frankly glad that you both are married. You sons of bitches seem way more stable now. Way fewer emotional ups and downs, and now you're pretty much on cruise control. I'm unmarried, but I am in a committed relationship with a girlfriend, and it certainly has benefits, though far fewer than if we were to tie the proverbial knot. And actually, it's good for my comedy as well. Like Some of the shit I say to make her laugh actually ends up in my act. Like the other day, we were taking a shower together, and I raised the shampoo bottle and pretended I was making a toast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no... When my wife and I were showering, my wife said, uh, don't drop the soap. (laughs) I don't know. My wife says the funniest shit sometimes. You crazy motherfuckers. (laughs) Anyway, enough family talk. We likely haven't enough at home. Uh, Have you been listening to any good songs lately? what's, What's been your quarantine jam? Yeah, some music here and there, but I've mostly been getting into some video games. Well made ones, too. I'm not one to just walk into Best Buy and pick whatever's on the main rack. I'm fairly discerning and end up browsing review aggregator websites like Metacritic. So what you playing? Well, um, over quarantine, I started playing Pokemon Sword and Shield, the Isle of Armor. It's a bit retro, I admit, but the game is a nice update on the original, which uh, I used to play back in the day. Oh, cool. Uh, do you like any old-ass games? <laughs> Hell yeah, I like old games. I don't know. I always end up going back to GTA uh, San Andreas for some reason. That's my all-time favorite sandbox game. The other go-tos end up being Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, uh, 
Batman, Arkham Asylum, obviously Half-Life, Elder Scrolls 4, Oblivion. Uh, what else? Mm, Bioshock, COD 4, um, Metal Gear Solid, Vice City. Also, I bust out my N64 from time to time. Hmm. Oh, cool. I never played Batman Arkham Asylum before. Um, just curious, what's that like? Well, Batman Arkham Asylum is like an action-adventure game viewed from the third-person perspective. The playable character is visible on the screen, and the camera can be freely rotated around him. Come on, don't be coy. What actually happens? We might want to play this sometime. The player controls Batman as he traverses Arkham Asylum, a secure facility for the criminally insane located off the coast of Gotham City. Oh, that's cool. Oh, what about those old games, like um, old Mario Brothers games? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I forgot about those. Old Mario. And, and hey, what about Pac-Man? That yellow <laughs> dude just used to cruise around eating stuff and never got full. He was eating dots as enthusiastically as Bill Gates eats caviar. <laughs> hey, what about, uh, what about Frogger? Ribbit. Ribbit. Yep. I remember Frogger. Oh, too well. The only video game about an amphibian that somehow never took Crosswalks 101. <laughs> hey, okay. How about this one? Um... <clears throat> Hey, hey, I'm Kirby. (laughs) (laughs) He's sucking things in. That's cool, man. Hey, how about this one? Who am I? Pika, Pikachu. You're You're a Pokemon. Pokemon. (laughs) Yep. Throws a Pokeball at you. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, I'm Pikachu, Ash Ketchum's loyal electric type Pokemon. That's so cool. Yeah, but it's not like I only play video games. I've also been re-watching old Jash videos of mine, and I even showed my wife Bridesmaids, which I had a decent-sized role in. She was laughing her head off at what the soon-to-be bride and her homies were saying. Yep, I'm pretty much just sitting here in quarantine, playing games, watching movies, and letting my hair grow long. <laughs> like a hippie from the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when quarantine ends, barbers and divorce lawyers are going to be rich. They're going to be raking it in, yo. Yeah. The only thing is, I wish I could freeze time to the day right before quarantine. That was when my jeans would still fit. Well, at least with social distancing, no one has to view the dad bod in all its glory. (laughs) True, true. Well, you know, Jay, social distancing is easy when you realize most people suck. I, I actually have a bumper sticker that says, mean people suck. Oh, yeah. Me too. Same. I also have a bumper sticker that says condoms prevent minivans. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And I have another one that says my other car isn't even a car. It's an invisible hydrogen fueled laser guided jetpack with plasma cannons. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Just a little sci-fi reference for fellow nerds on the road. Awesome. But uh, seriously, it's, it's so hard to keep a routine during lockdown without the structure that work provided. My sleep schedule is all fucked up. Like, I seriously spend some nights just watching YouTube and going down Wikipedia wormholes until like five in the morning. Let's just say discipline is not my forte. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, like yesterday I slept in until 1 p.m. And then I laid in bed, of course, for another hour, just looking at my phone. 
That reminds me, I've been reading this biography of Ernest Hemingway, and apparently when he had writer's block, he would pour a tall glass of whiskey and set it behind his typewriter, then force himself to write a chapter before he took a drink. I think I need to do the same thing, but with my treadmill. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, when quarantine's over, I'll probably show up to work drunk with no pants on. (laughs) (laughs) My sleep schedule is seriously fucked up, but I have found some fun ways to make quarantine fun. When I'm up late online chatting with friends, I like to end certain words with a Rooney to lighten the mood. For example, instead of saying, I have to go to the bathroom, I'll be right back. I'll say, I have to go to the bathroom, I'll be right back a Rooney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One thing I've always wanted to try is standing in an elevator with many people in it and just up and saying, no. You may be wondering why I've gathered you all here today. That's great. Yeah, no. I mean, when quarantine ends, I'm going to do something really odd. I'm going to dress up like an M&M and run through the shopping mall shouting, The Skittles are coming! (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. You know, back at Temple, I used to glue quarters to the ground and laugh at folks who tried to pick them up. I didn't have a camera back then. Otherwise, I would have filmed that and put it up. Mm. Oh, yeah. I used to glue a quarter on the ground just to see how many people tried to pick it up. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But honestly, though, when quarantine ends, there are some people we should just not tell. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Justin Bieber comes to mind. um, (laughs) Ignorant frat boys. (laughs) People who still think Follow Friday is a thing. Yes, I hate people who do follow Friday still. I actually had a dream recently that I was kicking someone's ass who did a follow Friday. Whoa, that sounds so thrilling. Yeah, I've actually been learning to lucid dream so I can do other cool shit too. Like I'll be in the middle of LA, right? And, and then suddenly I have wings. I'll fly around over the guys on the 405 and be like, nah, 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 you can't catch me. And they'll all be honking helplessly. And even their honking is something I made them do in the dream. I control all aspects of these dreams ever since I started immersing myself in lucid dreaming literature. That's outstanding. So what's the secret to lucid dreaming? Well, I set alarms to go off about four and a half hours after I go to bed. That way, I'm more likely to wake up during the REM stage of sleep. I jot down a few lines in my dream journal, go back to bed, and more often than not, I get to have lucid dreams. Hmm. Whoa. Yeah, like... The other day, I dreamt that I was working on the episode of On Cinema with Greg Turkington, and it was literally the funniest one we've done. I love Greg Turkington. Uh, To me, he's always seemed like this mysterious figure. But I'm curious, like, is that whole Neil Hamburger guy a character or an act or something? Uh, Jay, it's honestly a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll never tell. But let's just say Neil Hamburger is a joy to work with. I don't know. I have to say, I've never seen Neil Hamburger and Greg Turkington in the same room before. I don't know. Shit like this just puzzles me. So how did you and Neil actually meet? We were in the old satellite in LA. It was called Spaceland back then. Greg came back from the bathroom with a little toilet paper stuck in his pants. I pointed it out. And even though Greg was a little embarrassed, I was so damn chill about it. And even Greg had such a sense of humor about it that we really bonded. We realized that we both shared the same self-depreciating style, 
and we should start releasing projects together. That's amazing. So that's when y'all started coming out with On Cinema? Well, yes. But I don't want to leave out the quick pit stop we had to make first. Of course, I'm talking about a head shop. (laughs) I knew it. We always knew you were a pothead. (laughs) Guilty as charged, boys. So anyway, I picked up some zigzags. Plus, Neil always brings along one of his penis-shaped bongs for the irony factor. It's sort of a life bit. And yeah, I had a lighter on me, so we started blazing in the car on the way back to my crib in Glendale. We had one of those ABSO interns in the back seat writing down any and all of the crazy shit we were coming up with. And the intern even started getting high off his ass. Damn. Secondhand smoke is no joke. (laughs) True. uh, Unless you're getting high with comics. (laughs) Yep. That was one of the best days of my life. When I'm coming up with funny shit, I'm generally more blazed than the great Chicago fire of 1871. (laughs) I thought you came up with your ideas using focus groups. Obviously, I don't work exclusively based on the results of the focus groups. But they do help shape and ultimately lend focus to the ideas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like, what about Office Hours or your movie Bridesmaids? Was that weed or focus groups? Office Hours is weed, but uh, my project Bridesmaids started more for personal reasons, actually. Eh, I won't get into that. This is one of those common times where I really wish I could read your mind. <laughs> yeah. You get more than you bargain for if you could read my fucked up mind. But seriously, have you guys ever considered how weird it would be like if we could actually hear the thoughts going on in people's heads? Uh, yeah, I, I have. <laughs> At the very beginning of every first date, the hornier dater would get slapped in the face. Because of what's on their dirty mind. <laughs> yes. However, dating and relationships would be more fulfilling Lack of communication is often a major problem in relationships. And being able to read your partner's mind would solve the problem. But parents would have to be real careful in front of their little ones. Don't think about sex. Don't think about sex. Don't think about sex. Don't think about sex. There wouldn't be any more secrets. When people see characters in old movies whispering in each other's ears, we'll be the last generation to even understand what they're doing. Everyone will become more honest. I mean, the term Honest Abe will go the way of the dinosaurs. Keeping your email or Facebook password private will be absolutely pointless since people will hear your thoughts every time you type it out. If I could read minds, I'd head straight for Vegas. I'd enter myself into a major high-stakes poker game, and I would know everyone else's cards. I'd strike it rich and do this anytime I'm short on cash. Yeah, but if everyone else had that ability, I'm sure they'd be privy to what's in your hand as well. So uh, I guess you'd all win? True, true. People who suck at cooking will put away their pans and spatulas at last. We've all had those times when someone cooks something disgusting for you and you say, mmm, delicious, you know, like to be polite. Well, now, because they'll be reading your mind, they'll know that they did a bad job and they'll stop cooking as much. Corrupt politicians would have their asses beaten in. We'd be out of a job because audiences would know our punchlines as soon as we'd take the stage. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. And the film What Women Want would never come out because the situation would just seem too normal. Or if it did manage to get produced, 
some some joker would probably move it over to the documentary section. If we could read minds, we know who loves us for ourselves and who loves us for our salaries. Movie theaters would shut down. All we'll need to do is have James Cameron look at us and we'll see Titanic in our heads. Waiters will keep their mouths shut. When we want to know the specials, we'll just ask them to walk by us and like stand there for a sec. Yeah, and we'll overhear their thoughts. And when you're choosing from the specials, you'll never have to ask, what was the first special you said again? Because you'll know it was the risotto. Shoppers would become more aware that clerks have feelings. Customer service jobs would start being pretty lit as customers become more gentle and empathetic. Having one crazy dude in the room would make everyone go bonkers. There would be special helmets to prevent people from reading your mind. First thing I'd do is get straight into politics. Like, imagine how interesting international relations would get with such a power. Like, okay, Jay, uh, Jay, you play the president, and Tim, you're, uh, Tim, you could be a Kim Jong-un. All right. Um, <clears throat> hey, Kim, uh, do you have any plans to bomb or harm my country in any way? No way, of course not. But in my head, I'm going, <laughs> we've already begun doing this, you fool. And I'm the president. I can hear his thoughts. So I'd say, um, oh, great. That's what I figured. Uh, but in my head, I'm going, you idiot. I'm just going to keep listening to your thoughts so I can hear your plans that are in process. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> okay, you can stop. That was great, y'all. <laughs> All <right. laughs> good times. Yeah, it's good times. Wait, wait, I, I still got one. Um, <clears throat> if we could read minds, sex partners would know when someone is trying not to orgasm because they'd start hearing all these baseball facts. <laughs> all right, I, I'm done. <laughs> the truth is people's private thoughts are probably none of our business anyway. But we should meet up later to discuss in even more detail what it would be like if the world was like that. Sure, I'm down. I'm down to clown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chilling like a villain. Anyways, yeah, so Tim, I, I got to tell you, sometimes Jay and I feel like an outlet. So I, I got to ask you, uh, do you have anything to plug? Well, I, I recommend everyone join the Office Hours Patreon. Office Hours is a podcast I do with DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger. Podcasts are usually an audio medium. Like right now, I'm moving my right arm and you probably can't even tell. And now I'm winking. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. But yeah, there's actually something pretty fascinating about Office Hours. We film the whole thing and put it up on YouTube. We like to flatter ourselves that there's something subversive about it. Yo, I actually got on that. Yeah, I, I did that shit, Office Hours. I uh, didn't get on, but I, I watched and I supported when Jay was on. I even heard both y'all name drop me. It was honestly surreal. Like, there I was, sitting in my PJs, name-dropped on office hours. I felt like I was watching a David Lynch movie. Well, I'm glad you watched. That's one more pair of eyes on the show. The way I see it, more is always better. Yep. That's pretty much how it works. Hey, by the way, Maddie, I appreciate you supporting me by watching me in solidarity. You know I'm always a wreck before I perform. Oh, uh, oh, hey, Tim. I bet DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger IV are listening to this right now, supporting you. Yeah, I bet they are. And I actually had a little thing prepared for them. Is it cool if I read something on this podcast? 
Let me just uh, get it out of my pocket and I'll read it for them. This should only take a moment. Okay, one second. Vic, DJ Doug Pound, I feel so lucky to work with both of you. In fact, my wife doesn't understand how I don't hate Mondays. It drives her nuts. Thanks to you, I feel lucky to come to work every day. You both are intelligent, lively, creative, and polished individuals. I'm constantly amazed by the hard work you do. Let's just look at the past few months, for example. Vic, you launched an amazing new feature for our Patreon called Burger Time. And Doug, you did a number of squirrel reports. Plus, we've all been making concerted efforts to increase our emotional intelligence. And I can already see the effects of that emotional intelligence training each time I'm in a meeting and a potential argument is resolved before it starts. The Patreon reached its goal of 2,000 patrons, which we are already well above. We're currently making $9,572 per month. And this revenue will go into our core investments, including a new training program. And you know what? Writing this speech here has not been easy or fun. Writing is not my forte, so sorry if I don't convey the true depth of my feelings for you guys. Fuck. I don't even know what to say. Words cannot express this shit. You do so many fine things that blow me away, and I thank you. Peace. Holy shit. Doug and Vic's little hearts are going to be pounding in their chest when they hear this. Yep. I wish I was Doug or Vic so I could be on the receiving end of that beautiful speech you wrote. Wow. Well, maybe one day you boys will get a speech, but you're going to have to impress me first. Aye, aye, aye Mr. Heidecker. Heidecker. We'll, we'll get, get to, to work, work straight away, away sir. sir. Good. Oh, uh, hey, Tim, what, what time is your flight? That's a red eye. I'm heading out at 1130. Supposed to have me home at around 10 a.m., give or take. All right. Um, so you should probably get to the airport like two hours early. So, uh, yeah, I guess like 930. Yeah, 930 sounds right. Well, it takes like 45 minutes to get there. So you should probably leave at like uh, 8, 830 or, or yeah, like 845. Well, did you check traffic? Because, yeah, that could definitely play a factor here. Yep. Already looked into it. Google Maps has this neat feature that allows you to check traffic in real time, as well as the traffic conditions at your intended time of departure. Eh, I don't think there will be any traffic. Wait, Tim, you're sure you don't need a ride, though? Nah, it's chill. I have a Lincoln Town Car picking me up. And you said you're, you're not checking any bags, right? Correct. I only brought this one. This one? Oh, this one looks new. Huh. It's new enough. Hey, by the way, guys, it's uh, exactly 8 o'clock right now, and I have 45 minutes to kill. Should we listen back to what we just recorded? <laughs> Let's do it. I know I said some funny shit for sure. Uh, I hate listening to my voice in recordings. When I speak in my head, I sound like Brad Pitt, but then I listen to myself in recordings, and I sound like that guy that says, uh, <clears throat> Bueller, Bueller. It just sounds like crap. Dude, you're fine. You don't even need to worry about what you say as long as you project an air of utmost confidence. So what do you guys say? Should we listen back to this recording? This is going to be awesome. Okay. We're about to hit the stop recording button. Any last words?
Uh, super fragilistic expialidocious. Aardvark. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Anti-disestablishmentarianism. Gobble, 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 gobble. Penis. Penis. Shish Shish kebab. All right. All right. Cool, guys. Peace out. Peace out. the car to three quarters tank can you cover it since i got the coffee and the almond croissants on the way here yeah i'm down but let's just see how much it comes to before i give you a definitive answer that's fair just make sure not to fill it up to more than we started with that's just giving pointless charity to avis they already turn a pretty decent profit without our help well we actually did help them by renting a car through Avis, we somewhat increased their profit margins, and their CEO is laughing its way to the bank. Well, let's be honest. Let's not flatter ourselves into thinking they turned an enormous profit off of our rental. But if a ton more people do exactly what we did, those little transactions actually, they add up. Especially the customers who rent the luxury or select vehicles. A.K.A. us. Just kidding. But we can dream. Well, should we return the vehicle? Sure. What else are we going to do? Just hold on to it past the date we told them we were going to return it? Nah, that would be foolish. Let's just turn on the car and get out of here.